Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Faraz Siddiqui here with Zach Rizzuto. We are here. We're going to go over everything week five. We still got one more game left for tonight, but there's so much to talk about <laughs> from oh, yeah. Sunday. Uh, a lot of developments. I feel like at, at, the further the season goes along, the more stuff that we have to talk about, the more developments that happen, the more takeaways that we have to continue to improve our fantasy teams to continue to know who to play who not to play who's improving who's who's not looking that great uh which roles are being created which roles are improving we're going to go over all that today uh from week five hope everyone is doing well hope everyone had a great weekend hope everyone enjoyed the games and uh yeah man let's get right into it how you doing i'm doing pretty good you know cowboys one again yesterday, so that's kind of my big takeaway from the week. But, um, you know, obviously much more going on in fantasy football, much more important things. Um, Dallas is all defense, so that has nothing to do with fantasy football. But I, I'm there, riding a high. Is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? I, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy until Cooper Rush beats the Eagles. <laughs> uh, that's what I'll say. I, I think that Dak Prescott is clearly the better quarterback, but, you know, you got to ride the hot hand. I think if it comes down to it, it's like any extra week. It's not like Dak is coming back. He's not, it's not like he's sitting on the bench healthy right now. Uh, he's still coming back from that thumb injury. Um, I'd give him as much time as he needs at this point. You know, even if Cooper Rush loses to the Eagles, like I'm not worried about it. That defense looking good, man. The defense yeah. is definitely looking good. Um, I mean, they gave me 25 points, you know what I'm saying? Like yesterday, yeah. so I'm, I'm chilling. I, I love the, I love the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Um, <laughs> How about your so, Jets? Just, just quick hey, before man. you're gone. How about the Jets, man? You know, the offense looking really two. good. Yeah, that's Three not bad. Two. Actually, uh, the Upper Hand Fantasy Community League that we have, very similar, right? Both me and the Jets went 0-2 to start the year. Right. Uh, but now we're coming out strong. We're, we're, we're coming in at 3-2 and two after five weeks. So, uh, hey, man, don't doubt us. You're trending in the right direction. You got momentum. No, I, I like the us, Jets. How about... They wrote us off, but... You didn't we ain't back. right back. No, and you kept receipts, right? <laughs> keep the receipts. Oh yeah, you got to keep the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, sure. just Brees Hall, man. You know he's looking awesome. Like, you know it's funny. It. Um, after after the game, uh, Brees Hall was like, you know, I think that he was asked in the locker room, like, hey, like, you know, 
how good do you guys think you, you know you could be? You guys are looking pretty good, you know, in terms of the rookies like him and and Sauce is looking good too. Yeah, uh, you know, on the defense. And uh, he was <laughs> he was telling the reporter, he's like, yeah, you know what? We were talking about this before the game. We were talking about it. We were just like, hey, we're really good. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that quote. He's like, we're so good or something like we're that. We're so yeah. good. And, and, you know, just imagine. And then he kind of like calmed down a little bit. He's like, Yo, you know, just imagine like, you know, they were talking amongst each other. And he yeah. was just like, you know, imagine if we put the work in and continue on this trajectory, like we could be pretty good in this league. So uh, good for him, man. Uh, yeah. You know, this is a situation where I think he's uh, he's the overall like RB6 or something like that on the year at this yeah. point, which is absolutely insane. Um, you know, if you drafted him, you know, in the fourth round, you know, in, in the beginning, it was looking a little iffy because Michael Carter was getting all the touches and all that. But now, like, you know, he almost had 200 yards, uh, you know, from scrimmage in this game. He almost had. Did he Did he end up scoring at all? He ended up scoring he did. one he touchdown. He had one touchdown. But he, he could have had three. Could have had, yeah, he could have had three. I think he was only two yards away uh, from three touchdowns on the day because he got stopped at the one-yard line twice yeah. on two different catches. So uh, it's looking good for him, man. It's looking really good for him. Uh, you know, he's going to be you know, uh, an every week start, you know, at this point. So hope 100%. you, you know, we've been talking about buying Brees Hall over the past few weeks. And if you did, I think it's going to work out for you. I, I think you might've been able to spend less if you traded for him than if you drafted him, if you drafted him in yeah. the fourth round, like if you hit on your fourth round draft pick, right. And you didn't draft Brees Hall and then you ended up trading for him. I think you ended up, I, I think that ended up working out a little bit better. But, you know, obviously it depends on when you trade it for him. If you just trade it for him this, before this past week, obviously the price was a little bit more expensive. But yeah. if you trade it for him after after week two, after week three, um, like we've been talking about, I think I think he made out pretty well. And you're doing just fine if you draft him too, you know, at this point. As long as it's you true, didn't trade. Because as long he, as you, did you know what? He's been putting up points. Like he's been yeah. putting up double-digit fantasy points since week one. It, it, you know, it came it, it, a little bit was luck, right, over the first yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, but then it, it ended Joe up Flacco. turning into opportunity. <laughs> yes, but yeah, no. I mean, he's done really well for you know. As long as you didn't panic sell him, you know. I, mean, I think we told you don't panic sell because the volume was there. Um, yeah. So if you listen to podcasts, you know you, you you're you're very happy right now. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, and, and we'll get to all the other stuff we write about as well. Don't worry. Uh, I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, but <laughs> now we just got our first firing head coach firing of the NFL season for 2022. Matt rule. He has been fired uh, by the Panthers. Uh, he's chilling though, because he is going to be get paid. I think like 600 or $700,000 a month for like the next, like a few years. So he's chilling. <laughs> uh, he's going to get yeah. his money regardless. They owe him all that money. He's going to get it. Uh, but in terms of the Panthers and their offensive playmakers, this can't be bad news, right? Like we'll see how this offense changes moving forward. Like it's right. good for DJ Moore. Like, can it be worse? Like, is it good for <laughs> Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. You know, it was already getting better. You know, Christian McCaffrey's seen double digit targets again this week. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you know, Baker Mayfield's hurt, you know, the new head coach, you know, whoever that is, will decide there's probably going to be interim coach, maybe already on the squad. Um, but they'll, they'll decide. Right. Yeah. I think they named somebody already. Um, yeah. Steve Wilkes or something. I think that was the oh, name. Steve Wilkes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who is uh, D, uh, David Johnson's the guy who, you know, who didn't do great things for David Johnson, Johnson and his workload. But hopefully it doesn't <laughs> matter for Christian McCaffrey. Right. right. Um, but, you know, he's going to decide, you know, whether it's going to be Baker Mayfield or, you know, at this point, P.J. Walker. Uh, Baker Mayfield left the game in a boot. He did hurt his I think it was his foot. 
uh, he has a foot injury. So we'll see, you know, how healthy he's going to be. Uh, x-rays were negative. He's going to get an MRI today. Uh, but Sam Darnold, he, I think he's going to be eligible to come off the pup, but he's not ready to play. He, his yeah. injury is still there. So it's either going to be PJ Walker or Baker Mayfield in week six. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, if I'm not mistaken, I think PJ Walker, like he came into the game, like obviously it was garbage time because the Panthers were getting their asses kicked. Yeah. Um, but PJ Walker ended up coming in the game. Like I think he, he ended up going like six for seven for like 60, 60 70 yards or something. something <laughs> just like, like that. that. Yeah. It was like pretty easy for him. Uh, but yeah. Um, do you think Carolina ends up just like trading some of these pieces away? Like we don't really see a lot of players getting shipped out all the time in these type of situations, but it seems like a full rebuild is on at this point. Uh, yeah, it feels like they've been in rebuild for a while, ever since Cam Newton left. You know, that's what it's, that's yeah. what it's been. And Christian McCaffrey's been doing his thing, but then Christian McCaffrey got injured and it really just exposed how, you know, just incompetent <laughs> this Carolina team is right now. Um, Christian McCaffrey looked fine this week, but, um, you know, maybe you don't want to say Christian McCaffrey's a trade candidate. You know, he's doing good right now, but, you know, if they are really invested in a full rebuild, we could see a guy like Christian McCaffrey move or even like a DJ Moore move, which would be, awesome you know yeah maybe maybe the rams should do just Allen robinson for dj more straight up <laughs> something like that yeah but um that would be awesome <laughs> yeah because because you know it's such it's like purgatory for fantasy football outside of christian mccaffrey nobody's doing anything awesome um hopefully you know sometimes we see head coaches get fired and then there's a little bit of a spark on offense you know suddenly yeah things turn around a little bit, even if it's just for a couple of weeks, you know, we could see DJ Moore have a bit of a resurgence, but that's all speculative because, you know, mm-hmm. this offense is still the same as it was. Um, hopefully the firing does a little bit, lights a fire under their ass and, and they can get moving a little bit for fantasy football, but I wouldn't have hopes too high unless you have Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore, you know, don't expect anybody else to jump off the stat sheet. Yeah. 100%. Um, all right, let's move on to the Seahawks. Rashad Penny. He seemed to have fractured, he seems to have fractured his tibia. Um, yeah. They're going to confirm that today, but he'll likely need surgery. That would mean he's out for the season. So best wishes to him. But now the rookie Kenneth Walker is going to take over that early down role. And now that this offense is good, <laughs> yeah. right? And now that this offense is fast, a very talented running back like Walker can do big things this year. So this is a situation where if you've been saving up all your fab, you got to go all in at this point. You're obviously spending more than 50%, but listen, if it was me, I'm dropping it all. I'm dropping it all on Kenneth Walker this week if he's available in your league. Yeah. You know, we spoke about Kenneth Walker last week on our waiver wire show as someone who you need to have stash for this very reason. All right. So yeah. if I'm if if I need a running back, if I don't need a running back, Rashad, like not Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker is someone that you need to drop that bag on this week. Yeah, 100%. You know, you look at Kenneth Walker. If Rashad Penny could do fine, then Kenneth Walker can obviously do fine. And I'd argue that, you know, Kenneth Walker looks a bit more explosive than Rashad Penny. And like we said, we talked about Seattle, you know, being a faster offense. Um, I think that Kenneth Walker's skill set's a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more all-encompassing than Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny could run, but he wasn't much of a pass catcher. Kenneth Walker, you know, he he's kind of the full package. We obviously have to see how that talent's going to play out in the Seattle offense, but you're 100% right when you say that you need to drop all of your fab if you have it. Um, if, you, if you're if you somebody that's been picking up players left and right for cheap, you know, you might be down at 70%. You might not even have a shot at Kenneth Walker if other people yeah. are dropping the, dropping the whole thing on him. Um, I've saved up a lot of my fab. So, unfortunately, he's not on the wire in a lot of my leagues. 
So I'm not gonna be able to get him, but absolutely. This is, you know, a gift from the fantasy gods in the, it's like a backhand gift from the fantasy gods. The fantasy gods giveth Kenneth Walker, they taketh away Rashad Penny. Um, Kenneth Walker, he can be now a league winner as long as he can be healthy, you know, um, just on his own without even, without even seeing much from him. I think we could call him a league winner because this is an auto start RB2 with plenty of upside. 100%. He is a league winner candidate, uh, no doubt about it, because if you're getting him off the waiver wire, that's that's a definition of somebody who can be a, a, a league winner. If you've seen our rookie draft kit in the offseason, Kenneth Walker was my favorite runner in this class. Uh, Brees Hall was the best overall running back, but the best runner was Kenneth Walker. Um, he doesn't have much of a receiving profile. He was hardly used in the past game in college. Usually, that's an indication of your ability. Uh, not always, but usually. Uh, but either way, mm-hmm. he has a, a, a good chance of being a very special runner, and that's what I've called him on multiple occasions this offseason. Um, that big run that you saw yesterday from Walker, that's something that he was doing all year for Michigan State multiple times last year. Yeah, so the, he's somebody that, you know, can be very special with, with the opportunity that he's given. And did that remind you at all of Rashad Penny, <laughs> you know, breaking off a long right. run just in the, in the offense? You know, the offense is clicking, firing all, on all cylinders. You know, DK Metcalf had a touchdown. Tyler Lockett had two. But still, Rashad Penny would be finding ways to score like that. Kenneth Walker did the same thing. So this could be a situation where it's very similar um, production. You know, and that's like the baseline right now. Like I said, I think the upside is a little bit higher than even Rashad Penny. Yeah, and real quick, just to kind of reiterate how good he was in college, out of all Power 5 backs last year with at least 200 carries, he was number one in forced missed tackles per attempt. Uh, He made a guy miss on 34% of his rushing attempts, which is absolutely insane. He was number one in yards after contact per attempt among those same running backs. So he's that dude, okay? And, you know, remember, Brees Hall is is part of this conversation here, right? He's part of this sample size. uh, And it was Kenneth Walker who was number one uh, among all those running backs uh, among Power 5 schools. So, you know, if he's available, like I said, just drop all your fab. I understand that it's it's risky. You want some fab to play with later on in the season. Don't worry about it. You know, this is this is an opportunity that you have. If he's on your waiver wire, just go get him. 100%. Okay. All right. Moving on to the to the Dolphins real quick. Tyreek Hill, uh, he was in a walking boot after the game. Uh, he got stepped on, apparently. No word on the exact severity. Uh, no word on the exact injury. It, it is a foot injury. Um, we'll keep an eye on that, but it doesn't seem to be too serious as of right now. Um, what, what did you think uh, of the Dolphins and that whole Teddy Bridgewater situation? Obviously, you know, Bridgewater, you know, he came in his first snap. He got hit. Right. And yeah. uh, he was he showed concussion like symptoms. Uh, he actually passed a concussion protocol within the game. But based on the new rules set up between the NFL and the NFL Players Association, if you're showing signs of concussion um, visibly, then you can't come back into the game. So from now on, most likely, uh, if your player gets hit, they're showing any signs of, of a concussion and they're not like hopping back up to their feet, most likely they're going to be out for the game. Yeah. So the new rule kind of makes it a death sentence. You know, if they're even, yeah. even, you know, they were pulling, they would pull players out of the game without them even showing symptoms. You know, if they had like a head to head collision or something like that, that wasn't necessarily called. Um, they did that a couple of times. So, you know, you got to keep an eye on that. We might be seeing more players pulled out of single games just for that reason. Um, that remains to be seen. It looks like they're being super cautious now with it after the whole saga there in, in Miami and Tua. 
but when I'm looking at the Dolphins receivers, I think that they could be looking at a week or two, you know, just kind of in the doghouse. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they're clearly very talented. We know Tyreek Hill might be a little banged up, assuming he, he'll be okay um, right now. We'll see how things shake out. It's going to be hard to overcome another week of third string QB play if that's the case. You know, we don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be cleared. We know pretty confidently that Tua might not be ready for this week. So Skylar Thompson, the guy that they had in there, he played like a seventh round rookie. And any more weeks with him under center, it's going to severely limit the production of Waddle and Hill. Um, You know, they were catching passes, but they weren't getting much going offensively. Uh, It was just an off day overall for the offense because, you know, it's Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Um, But I would buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride for the Dolphins receivers, um, maybe for the next two weeks. Don't lose hope. Don't worry about, like, selling them off, you know. Once any starting quarterback comes back, whether that's Bridgewater or Tua coming back, once they come back, they'll be fine. But I'm looking at a pretty rough ride for fantasy owners this this next week or two. Yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater has a decent chance of potentially returning this week. I mean, you know, they, they he passed a concussion protocol during the game. So I think that's going to allow him to be able to play uh, in week six. I would assume that if he left the, he left the game without passing the concussion protocol, then you're, you're kind of up in the air. Um, but it, it seems to me, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an independent neurologist or anything like that. But it seems to me like if I had to guess, I think he would play. Um, so hopefully... Those all that all those fantasy points start to show up uh, in week yep. six. Uh, Chris Olave he himself suffered a nasty looking concussion uh, during a touchdown catch. So if you if you haven't seen it, he caught a touchdown. He landed very awkwardly, like you know, and his head neck area kind of bounced up a little bit. So uh, it didn't look good. Um, he ended no. up not controlling the ball all the way to the ground, and it was initially ruled incomplete. Um, the Saints challenged and actually they actually ruled it a touchdown. So the dude got it done for you, you know, before he left the ga- game with a concussion on the play that he got a concussion on. Uh, and it's funny because as he was walking off the field, he was putting his arms up in the air, mm-hmm. like telling everyone that it was a touchdown. Uh, yeah. and, and his team challenged it and he and they won it. So, you know, you got to keep an eye on his status this week um, as he goes through the concussion protocol. I think this is his first concussion like documented concussion. So uh, it is possible that um, he's back in week six, but just keep an eye on that. Uh, the dude is looking good. By the way, Chris Olave right now, he's the overall wide receiver 13 on the year. He is less than one point off of Jamar Chase as yeah. of right now. Now, Chris Olave looks like the real deal, and I can't say that I didn't see it coming. I said that he was going to be a pretty good receiver in the offseason. I'm going to keep doing that victory lap every time we talk about him. But yeah, even before the injury, he was looking like a big piece, uh, a really you know prominent piece in this Saints offense, even with Taysom Hill doing his thing. And Alvin Kamara had that resurgent game that you know you were calling for. So even with them producing, you know, granted it was Andy Dalton at quarterback, so they might have just been getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers. We know Taysom Hill can do that. But it seems like Chris Olave is going to be a big part of the offense as long as he's on the field and definitely worth starting, I'd say, as a wide receiver too at this point. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, might as well, you know, talk about Kamara now. Um, he he yeah. definitely, you know, had a big bounce back. Finally, it's good to see him doing the type of things that he, we're used to. Um, you know, and like like you mentioned, like we did talk about buying him right over the last mm-hmm. like three weeks, uh, and he's back. You know, twenty three carries for one hundred three yards, six catches for ninety one yards. This is the Alvin Kamara that we're used to, um, and I'm hoping that this continues. And if you bought him, you probably bought him at a pretty nice price. And if yeah. this is the type of opportunity that he's going to get, like, forget about the catches for a second. Just the 23 carries, he's getting that volume. 
right? And mm-hmm. uh, the catches is what he's really known for. And the fact that he was able to take it for 91 yards, you know, and that one of those catches was a really big play. And it just like looked like Alvin Kamara in the open field. And mm-hmm. that's what you want to see. So I, I was glad to see that from Kamara. And, you know, hopefully you were able to buy uh, buy him on the dip. Yeah, I was I was worried about Alvin Kamara. You know, I, I'm I'm a little bit quieter about you know hating on Alvin Kamara right now after this performance because he did have 23 PPR points even without a touchdown. So that's also good news. You know, if he scores a touchdown on that day, if Taysom Hill doesn't score, what was it, four total touchdowns on the day? You know, <laughs> Alvin yep, Kamara yep. might have a better day. But I, I'm saying this was a very different offense than I think I've seen so far this season, even with Andy Dalton under center. Um, it was a lot of Taysom Hill, like we said. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this offense changes once maybe Jameis Winston comes back, or just in general moving forward. I want to see this kind of usage again. If I see a good amount of usage, like we said about this week, 23 carries, anything close to 20 carries and a few targets, you know, then I'll be back on the Alvin Kamara train. But right now I'm still a little hesitant. Uh, I'll give it to you. You did say that this was coming, so, you know. Well, listen, on the, back the, that. the train's leaving and you got to get on now or don't get on at all. All right. I'm just yeah. all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> yet another concussion, Pat Frymouth, right? It's possible that he misses next week, given he had two concussions within a few weeks of each other last year, late last year, but we'll see. Make sure that you grab another tight end this week. And maybe that tight end that you grab is someone that you just mentioned, Taysom Hill, right? Maybe you've been grabbed him, right? That would have been the smart thing to do if you didn't know who to start, right? You know, mm-hmm. if you had no tight end, you're like, who, who the hell do I start? Right. And Taysom Hill was sitting there. You're like, all right, whatever. I'm going to throw him in my lineup. The dude ran three touchdowns in, like you mentioned, one of which was a 60 yarder. He had 112 yeah. rushing yards. Um, and he even threw a touchdown to Adam Troutman. So four total touchdowns. And uh, he has a tight end designation uh, in on most platforms. Um, we'll see if that ends up changing. Like I can totally see ESPN saying like, hey, we got to change his his designation this week to either quarterback or running back. Um, yeah. But un- until then. He is a tight end with a floor of zero and has obvious upside, especially when Jameis misses or is banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because it seems like Taysom Hill's always walking the fine line. You know, are we going to finally change his designation as a position? You know, because if he has a big game like this, it's like, okay, this is a little unfair having this at the tight end position. Right. But right, then you right. look at the other, he, he goes like five or six games of doing nothing, like we said. He hits that floor every week for five weeks. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. That's why he's right Because <laughs> you can't have that as a quarterback. You know, it's just, it's well, tough. you know, and what ESPN's justification last year was where he was lining up. Okay. Yeah. So in yesterday's game, uh, he had 23 snaps. He was either in line or lined up as a receiver for only eight of those 23 snaps. So he had yeah. 11 quarterback snaps and six backfield snaps. And these were his first backfield snaps all year. Mm-hmm. So, ESPN can easily use that as justification to change his designation. For everybody yeah. who has Taysom Hill, who has no tight end right now, <laughs> right? They're hoping that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and if you need a tight end, you're kind of hoping that you can grab him on waivers, right? Uh, because it is possible that Jameis misses another week, maybe. And even if he doesn't, who knows? Maybe they continue to use him ha- as they were. Remember, Taysom was banged up to start the year. Um, he was injured, so they couldn't really use him. So it seems mm-hmm. like he's fully healthy now at this point. I think that's safe to say. Um, but yeah, all right, let's get into uh, some more injuries, man. Damian Harris, he suffered a hamstring injury that, that led to Ramondre Stevenson getting 25 carries. He went on to run for 161 yards. Uh, Stevenson was already a three down back, but he was sharing that early down role with Harris. And now if Harris misses any time, Stevenson has 20 plus touch upside every single week, uh, while he's out. Um, 
he has already proved to be one of the best running back values uh, in fantasy drafts, right? We thought that maybe, uh, who was it? You know, Rashad Penny was a decent value. He only gave you like maybe one or two weeks, though, mm-hmm. uh, worth of, of, and maybe if you started him or not, right? At least Stevenson, yeah. we knew that we were going to be starting him, right? Yeah. At least like after like week week one or week two. Um, and then, you know, the other guy, Chase Edmonds, Right, like he's he's nowhere to be found at this point. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, and we'll get into that backfield in a little bit with with Raheem Mostert clearly taking over that backfield. But Stevenson, you know, looking like an every week start at this point. Uh, he was already in every week RB two, but if Damian Harris misses, he's going to be borderline RB one. Yeah, and that's exactly how we should be treating him moving forward. You know, even before Damian Harris was injured, we knew that the workload was going to be there, and he's actually you know kind of overtaking Damian Harris even on the ground. You know, we expected him to be the guy through the air. He was overtaking Damian Harris even last week um, on the ground. So this is only good news for Ramondre Stevenson owners. Um, obviously, sucks to see Damian Harris go down, but like you said, Stevenson, he should be. I think he's a low RB one, especially with yeah, you know. They're Patriots in limbo at QB. As long as there's Bailey Zapp starting, you know, or Zappy, however you pronounce his last name. Um, you know, I, I think we're looking at, and we, we talked about it heading into the week, you know, the the Patriots running backs were, you know, screaming starts because they're going to be leaned on heavily. And you saw that with Ramondre Stevenson, 161 yards on the ground, which is really awesome production, I think. Um, I wasn't sure what he had in him, 25 carries. I think 161 was really impressive on the ground. So, yeah, I, I'd start him with confidence, you know. I think that him at RB2 is fantastic, you know, these next few weeks, as long as it's Damian Harris doesn't play. Because, and even as an RB1, you know, you're not as happy with him as your RB1, but if he's what you got, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I have a league. I have a couple leagues with Ramondre Stevenson because he was one of my main targets. Um, I have Christian McCaffrey and him in one of my leagues, and I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Uh, Bill Belichick had a quote um, this morning about Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he, this is, this is what he said. He said, quote unquote, I'm so glad we have him. Love him. Yeah. Love him. He said, love him twice. Okay. (laughs) And then, uh, someone asked him, one of the reporters asked him how much confidence he has in Ramondre Stevenson as a three down running back. And he said, as much confidence as you could possibly have. So he has Bill Belichick's heart. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we need at this point for Ramondre Stevenson. He looks good, man. Like this entire year. He has looked good. He's looked. He has looked great after contact. He's picking the right holes. He just looks like a pretty good running back. And by the way, I just want to say something, okay? If you saw my rookie running back rankings coming into 2021 when Stevenson was a rookie, you should go take a look at how high I had him ranked, okay? Nobody was talking about Ramondre Stevenson, okay? Just wanted to let you guys know. Uh, this is the show where I'm going to continue to humble brag forever. If you listen to the Upper Hand <laughs> Fantasy Show, you better get used to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to be, there's a couple spots here uh, that we have planned where I will be taking some L's. No doubt about it, man. Allen Robinson. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm taking an L on him. You better drop his ass right now. Elijah Moore, another L. Uh, you know, listen, he's a great wide receiver. The thing with Allen Robinson, he might be washed at this point. Elijah Moore yeah. is not washed. Elijah Moore is very talented, but at this point, mm-hmm. it's been five weeks. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. You can drop him if you need to. You need to drop him, drop him. I have a feeling that he's going to pop off at some point. He's going to have some big games at some point. When is that going to happen? Who knows? Can he take up your, a bench spot for me? If I have like six bench spots or more, I want to have Elijah Moore on my bench for the future. But I get it. You know, sometimes bench space is is tight. You got a bunch yeah. of injured players. I get it. You got to move on. You got to move on. You got to do what you got to do. I understand. 